don't look. Just don't look. I marched down endless walkways, thronging with families studying leaflets for the Statue of Liberty and Empire State. I'm not looking at them, not looking at their kids. I'm not looking at the other departure boards either, because I am not going to London. I'm going to gate C61 to get my connecting flight, Delta 762, to San Diego. But there are so many children about. So many tiny reminders. Small, wriggling guilt trips everywhere I look. My throat constricts with every laugh. My stomach churns with every shriek or scream. Every single one of them sends my thoughts straight back to Ivy in my mind. Straight back to England, where I should be headed now. I should go to her. She needs me. A ginger kid dances across my path, toy monkey wrapped around her waist. A small boy kicks his legs in his pushchair. He wants his cake now! A girl rides a blue trunky. Another sits on a luggage cart, pretending she's on a gondola. One noms on a colossal tit. In slings, on shoulders, running in shops, along travelators, walking a toy bunny along the back of her dad's seat. Oh, get out of my way. Get away from me. I pass gate after gate, seeing London, boarding soon, on the screen. London, now boarding. London, London, London. The place where Ivy is. My baby who needs me. My baby who is in danger. I don't stop for the sandwich I've promised my grumbling stomach since Saren's house. Instead, I keep walking. Only six more hours and I'll be home, in my fiancé's arms. Raph will talk me back to sense. I just have to turn off my brain until I get to him. I doom scroll the latest apocalypse trend, see what flag Twitter's losing its shit about today. Someone's chopping coleslaw. Someone else is cancelling some singer for a tweet they sent 11 years ago. Someone's collapsed in the street in China and there's a video of it doing the rounds. Ivy needs you. Your baby needs you. No, she doesn't. Claudia won't let anything happen to Ivy. And Saren promised to keep a close eye on things. I'm allowed to call her once a month for updates. It'll be okay. Ivy doesn't need me. She's better off without me. That's what I tried to tell myself. There's always another voice in my head, though. The one that never leaves. She needs her real mum. Ivy's living with a convicted sex offender. I go into a shop and scan the mags. All the celebs are having babies, smiling kids, crying kids, little shoes, little socks, little girls. Claudia married a sex offender. My baby lives with a sex offender. I make a sharp U-turn and scan the books. It's all autobiographies of gammony politicians and self-help books by middle-aged women who think you can be cured of anything by shoving a crystal up your backside. Oh, the girl was 13. Mitch isn't a threat to Ivy. Saren said she would keep an eye on them. Saren lives thousands of miles away from them. She can't do anything. Remember, she's lied to you before, hasn't she? I arrive at the gate and present my boarding pass, trying to drown my inner thoughts with the conversations of others in the queue and the smell of freshly cooked churros at the Cinnabon concession. You can save Ivy. You must kill Mitch. It's the only way to be sure. Pretty sure I'm just quoting lines from aliens now. A baby is crying in the queue behind me. Far away, but 
not far enough. I shove my earphones in. Beyonce, save the hero. It starts off soft and slow and piano-y, not loud enough to mask the kids wailing. I haven't done my ten minutes of meditation today. I've been doing it since Mexico. Tanoch taught me how. I focus on my breaths, try to clear a space in all the mess. Hold for seven, out for four. Release them slowly. I am here. I am breathing. I am loved. The universe loves you, Ophelia. The sun, the animals, your flowers. They love you.